0: Hello and welcome once again to the How Long To Beat podcast. This month is autumn. We're at the halfway point. I hope you're all getting up in that business. I don't know why I didn't think of anything better to say with that. I knew I wanted to lead in with it. Anyway, (laughs) as always, I'm Rick, joined by Alex and Paola. Um, This week, as always, we're going to talk about what you've beaten, retired and played. And there's fucking loads. So time allowing, having done that, we'll move on to uh, the topic of the week which is a game that each of us think everyone everyone should play, and or a question from the forums. Uh, and then we'll finish off with the pièce de résistance. How, How long to, to beat the, the, game. Game. the game? That's the worst one, yeah. I say it every time, but that is truly yeah, remember, the worst one. Yeah, but remember, your yet. sound is
1: not what the audience gets to hear.
0: <laughs> I, well, <laughs> that is also true. But then uh, I can only work from my perspective, Alex. That is fair. <laughs> so, that is true. Let, let's not make this the Howl on to Philosophize podcast. Alex, <laughs> tell us about Lady Dimitrescu in yes. the first of your two completions from this week.
1: Yeah, so I beat Resident Evil Village, um, which is fantastic and probably won't be my only uh, completion of this game. I'm certain I will beat this game again at some point. Um, it's, it's, really, it's very much set up in that sense. Like, I mean, Resident Evil games in general, they're kind of meant to be played more than once um, and they set you up nicely to do that. Um, not in any kind of weird game. Like if you play it once, you'll get the whole story and you're good. You know, it's not like a ghost and goblins thing where they're like, and now you have to play it again. Uh, it's just like, they give you lots of like, here's a new game plus, Hey, look, um, you completed like in resident evil village. It's kind of neat. When you finish, you beat all these challenges and it shows you all the list of challenges that you completed that you weren't really, you didn't really know were happening in the background and they give you this kind of currency for it. And you can use that currency to buy like essentially cheats um like fan like new cooler weapons and stuff that you can unlock in a main playthrough and so there's like this really kind of fun incentive to do the challenges of the game and like i'm i kind of think i'll go back and do some of them because some of them are like pretty fun and interesting and they're like basically it's like hey here's like some cool ways that you can actually play the game and dispatch enemies that maybe you didn't think of And it's like, why don't you try doing that and get some money for it? And then, I don't know, maybe unlock infinite ammo for one of your guns. You know, like you can do this kind of stuff. So um, I really think I will probably end up replaying it on at least hardcore. I might one day try Village of Shadows, which is like the highest difficulty, but that scares me because hardcore was hard enough. But yeah, it's like, I think it took me... 12-ish hours to beat it, and that was doing a lot of exploring. I didn't get everything in the game, but I got a lot of stuff, uh, most things, I would say. So, some people are saying, like, oh, it's shorter than Resident Evil 7. I don't think it's, a, I don't, they're the same, like, as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you played it in VR, yeah, this game's shorter, because in VR, the game is takes longer on 7, right? In 7 talking about seven not yeah in seven the game might have felt longer because you're playing vr and, and your pace is a bit slower in that sense but they're basically the same
0: versus uh, that, eight regular yes, right? i see what yeah, you're trying to yeah. say now i've got your
1: i don't know i mean it, it's hard to like I, i've seen some some criticisms of the game kind of like saying like the story is not great but like guys the resident evil story is always fucking dumb Like, it is always dumb. These are not good story games. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? And like, I I understand if people expect it because Resident Evil 7, but some people even say like Resident Evil 7 had a great story. And I'm like, well, hold on. Um, Resident Evil 7 was interesting and it had really great scenarios and encounters that I think are some of the epitome of the Resident Evil franchise the story is still uh, booga booga, bad guys, and, you know, doing crazy things with weird science fiction substances, blah, 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 Like, that's the whole story. So, like, don't start, like, complaining that it's weird now. Like, I, honestly, I think it's, like, exactly what I expect. I think the problem, not the problem, but what's great is that Resident Evil is getting much wider appeal. And I, I realize now, too, that Seven is... Capcom's like second best-selling game ever, which is only like eight million units, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, that's is that after
0: Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World, yeah, Monster Hunter World sold like seventeen million. (laughs) That
1: game. I was going to say I knew that one one
0: fucking blew up.
1: Look, Capcom, I'm like, I'm happy for that. They're doing great. Um, they're putting out good games and they're making money now. And um, but the thing is, I realized like, okay, so seven probably onboarded a lot of people. Uh, to it. And then they hit eight. And I'm sure a lot of those people haven't even played the other Resident Evils. And they might be a little like, wait, what's going on here? Because it's kind of action focused. But like, it's so Resident Evil. It's so at its core Resident Evil. And it remixes a lot of ideas like Lady Dimitrescu's castle is very much like the mansion in the first Resident Evil. Like it has that vibe. But it's also this is foreshadowing for a game we'll talk about later. Uh, This game is well paced. Uh, there's a lot of games that I play uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paula's laughing um, but like it's a game that like respects your time so whenever you get to like the end of a segment it gives you kind of like a little reward uh, maybe that's a, that's some story content or maybe you get like a little um, you know a new weapon or new sort of item uh, and you feel like you're like yes I completed something and the minute something feels like it's going too long they introduce something new I know some people have uh, had some problems with the final, sort of level and and I think I agree to an extent. Um there's this sort of level that happens in a um in an industrial setting, we'll say. And I, I would agree that I think it's a little less maybe intriguing as some of the other settings in the game. That being said, I really enjoyed that segment because they introduced some really cool enemies in it that I really loved and actually reminded me of some of the enemies at the end of Resident Evil 4. But I can totally see why someone might be like, I don't like this part. It takes too long. <laughs> It just tickled my fancy because for once, and I don't know, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really a spoiler. For once, there is no motherfucking lab. There's no lab at any point in this goddamn game. You never enter a lab. I'm so tired of entering labs in Resident Evil games.
0: But if there's no lab, where are they fitting Albert Wesker in? Don't tell me he isn't there. <laughs> yeah, where they
1: fitting- Actually, they do some neat things in this game to tie it into everything. Um, and, yeah. and makes sense of 7 and stuff, stuff that I enjoyed as a fan of Resident Evil. I was like, oh, that's neat. I like that. That's smart. So anyway, all just that-
0: on Yeah. I, I was just going to say before you moved on, just on the on the point of onboarding, I don't know if either of you played 2 and 3, the remakes they did, because I didn't. Because well, they came out between much. 7 and this, right? Yeah. And I wonder whether they, in the retelling, did they smooth out some of the rougher, wackier edges as well? Oh, God, no. Just in terms of... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that I, that ruins the theory I had then. I wondered whether if people had played seven, then the remakes of two and three and had three relatively serious games, whether that strengthened your point, but maybe it doesn't.
2: I
1: don't know. I don't think so. I mean, like, no, I don't think so because two and three are insane. I mean, two is, you're locked in a, pol- you're locked in, a, in in a police headquarters that has, like, fucking statue yeah. puzzles. You know, <laughs> like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? This isn't a... What? Uh, so... They Although, as
0: a Brit, that's not as weird because we have is that are, like, old stately homes and council halls. So you've True. got... You're, like, having a pub that's in this whole thing. So it's not it's not as weird, maybe, for me to imagine a police station in an old stately home sort of thing.
1: That's fair. I mean, I would say that, you know, it's set in America. And, like, I'll tell you right now, somebody in Canada, you ain't got homes like, that. <laughs> not as many. Uh, we'll put it that way. Our buildings aren't that old.
0: <laughs> well, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: although I don't know. Uh, anyway, you can make the argument in like Maine or some shit. But like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I'm a Resident Evil like apologist. Frankly, I just. I love this game. I think it's fantastic. For some reason, I, I hear a lot of people saying they're like, "Oh yeah, it's not like a great, like a perfect game" or like and I was like, "What are you even talking about? Like wh- what what is not great in this game?" Like it's one of those things where I'm like this game's story is crafted exactly as it wants to be. It's doing it's it's beautiful, like unbelievably gorgeous. It feels good in its horror sense. It has a wealth of extra content in it. That's free it's just there it's like multiple extra modes when you finish it I'm just like this game's great I'm not I'm not gonna like you know dance around it I'm just gonna say this is an excellent game (laughs) um I don't know that's all me though because I'm just so sad when I hear people going like oh yeah Resident Evil it's fine I guess and I'm like how dare you how dare you mock this (laughs) b-movie beautifulness (laughs) Alex
0: Twinberg? how dare you
1: right exactly that's like how dare you dare you <laughs> that's yeah. I don't know. I recommend people play this game like everyone play it. I mean, play 7 and an 8, go to town, then go play 2 and 3. Um, buy the double pack of 2 and 3. Have a great time. I think there's a double pack of 7 and 8, too. Buy them both. You're going to have so much fun. Four great different experiences that aren't they not repeating the same thing every time. I'm like, "Ugh, more could you ask for from video games these days (laughs) anyway that's all i'll say about resident evil i i I could talk about this forever and ever but i would just go into spoilers and stuff and like i just i don't really want to spoil this game for people because i think capcom did such a good job of not spoiling it in their marketing and that's also something i need to really i really appreciate that like so many um you know game and movie trailers these days just they just tell you the whole goddamn thing (laughs) you're like
0: Movies especially, yeah.
1: Right. And you're like, oh, but I wanted to see it.
0: <laughs> um But I mean this is the weird thing, this is a tangent, but the metric suggests that people have a better time with movies where the plots low key been spoiled in the trailer. Whether it's like expectation setting or whatever like that. That's legitimately oh, okay, a thing, fair, and it good. fucking sucks, but yeah, that's a whole other tangent. Anyway, tell us about your other completion. I can, I can believe
1: that. Oh, yeah. So I also beat uh, <laughs> Titanfall 2 kind of randomly. I thought it would be a nice... I, okay, like I beat Resident Evil early in the week, and then I was like, Mass Effect doesn't come out until Friday. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> i to play something, you know? I was like, I'm bored. I haven't, I'm still in quarantine. can't do anything. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and Titanfall 2 was like three bucks on sale. <laughs> and look it's on game pass for free but i was like i wouldn't mind just owning it um for three dollars so i was like fuck it might as well it's like the deluxe edition you know you get all that weird stuff because i guess so i don't know i don't know exactly what happened but like something was going on in apex legends and suddenly titanfall 2's multiplayer like there was some kind of promo thing and titanfall 2's multiplayer exploded on steam recently and like just in general, everyone is, like, coming back to Titanfall 2. So it was sort of on my radar anyway. I don't give a shit about multiplayer. I just don't do it because I don't, I don't have that kind of time. But I had played the campaign before, but I'd only gotten through, like, half of it. And I don't know why I stopped. I just, like, I just did. <laughs> I, don't, I can't hmm. explain it. Um, so I thought, well, why don't we go back and try it again? And it's sad that I stopped because I stopped before, like, easily the coolest level um there's a level in this that deals with time in a very very cool way and it does this really interesting mechanic and I have to say that like that campaign is extremely solid it's like a six hour campaign it's quite short but it's like really good the it's it's kind of like you know we start talk, it's like a you know first person platformer in a lot of ways like yeah there's like tons of shooting and stuff but the movement mechanics in it are so fluid and they're so good like it just works wall running is like Excellent. Whenever you want a wall run, you do. You know, like it's not. You're just like you look at the thing and you're like, I want to run on that, and it's like, okay, here you go. Um, and I just really appreciate that in the game. And yeah, it had a lot of variety in the missions. Each mission felt like this sort of nice, self-contained, interesting thing. And holy shit, it looks gorgeous on the Xbox Series X. Like, man, I was playing that game and I was like, this game's are 2016. This looks like it just got fucking released now. Like. it's hard to explain, but like, it's genuinely, and it it had an FPS boost. And I think that's part of what helped. So like Xbox has gone back and done this, uh, backwards compatibility, like boosting of a lot of their older games. Uh, and Titanfall two is, or not theirs, but like of older games and Titanfall two is one of them. And holy shit, it is buttery smooth. Like that thing just looks amazing. Like I highly recommend it. Like it was, it might be one of my favorite shooter campaigns I think I've ever played. It's just, it's just really, it's just really good. (laughs) So yeah, I recommend it. And it's probably on sale right now for nothing. I mean, you could get this game for basically free. They just seem to be just giving it away.
0: Or if you like me and you have PS Plus, you actually already got it as a giveaway, like yeah, see, eighteen I, months ago.
1: I had it on PS Plus, but it plays like asshole on the PS4. Um,
0: <laughs> I think oh, I, don't say
1: that. Well, look, look, compared <laughs> to the Series X, you know what I'm saying? Like
0: by comparison, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: like uh, that's why I stopped it. It's fine on the PS4, but now that I've now that I've tasted what like strong computing power is like in a game and what beautiful 60 FPS, sometimes 120 looks like.
0: I'm okay, like, say no more. Cool. Say no more. Don't ruin it for me. I'm gonna get. Sorry, it sorry. Just... Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you probably won't notice anything because you haven't experienced it yet, so it's fine. You'll just
0: be no. Like, it's that's good. very true.
2: Uh, I think about true. it.
3: Your experience, like seeing Titanfall uh, between the two platforms, is like my experience. My experience with Witcher Three between PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the PS4 version looks like this.
0: I know. The, the fun fact is the numbers in those names are both like the number in the entry and the FPS counter. <laughs> oh my god, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: that is very true. Anyway, that, those are the games that I played. They were pretty fun. Paolo, why don't you tell us what you've beaten?
3: I finished Pokémon Soul Super last night. I did a Main Story Plus run. I went through the, the gyms, the lead Four, the Champion. And then I went into the quote-unquote second part of the game. And last night I defeated the final boss. And holy moly, that took a while because when I first arrived to the elite four, I was already under level. But uh, with some wizardry and like using like the ho- the held items, I managed to defeat the champion. But then everything was like over level fifty, I think. At my team was like at level. 45 somewhere like a level 30 so well, I had to go uh, training on the mountains like uh, for a couple of hours so my team was like actually like decent but it was worth it because I pretty much freeze through uh, most of the second half of the game and then I had to go into another training montage because that final boss battle I didn't remember it to be like so high level like, the highest level Pokemon on that fight was 88. <clears throat> I arrived with a team level 55. Oh, Didn't have a good time. It was level 50, I think. I don't know. So I pretty much had to train for a little bit and get like pretty creative with everything I was doing. And after training my team up to uh, level 60 and my Togeki is up to level 80 and using like the hell items and coming up with a strategy. I beat the game and oh my god, it was so rewarding to actually like do that in like, because I didn't use like any legendaries and stuff like that. My team was like on the like half of them were like the Pokemon like no one ever uses, though There were like pretty good Pokemon in the end, like people like tend to go for like the damage dealing solutions because it is faster and I came up like with. Things that use, like, like glass, glass cannons, so it was like, okay, take down your opponent, and then pretty much, like, go down with them. And use like, tanks, like, the lantern I had, which, by the way, is a pretty good Pokémon. And finally, like, the... the target is, like, pretty much, like, the ability it had allowed me, like, to like the status effects and stuff like that, like every other turn, because it increases the chances of um, secondary bonuses on your attacks. And that combined with air power, which um, pretty much like increases every single stat. Like I don't know what the percentage of the time was, but there was a probability of it increasing uh, every single stat, which I pulled off and ended up sweeping the rest of the team of the final boss, which was yeah. awesome. So, yeah, that has been my Pokemon adventure for this week. 44 hours to finish the game. Uh, So, yeah, what have you been doing, Rick?
0: So, I've completed quite a lot of games. Actually, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six on the docket. Uh, And the first one, so we we finished recording the last episode. Yeah, there you are. We'll have some uh, (laughs) conversations to be had then. So, we finished recording last week's episode around about 10 p.m. on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. I beat Hades at about half past two on the Monday morning. Nice. I, I literally, I, I was just like, I want to finish it. Cause I'd gotten quite close just before we started recording. And what ended up happening is just by sheer circumstance, I, I fell upon a strat that made the final boss much easier. So there's um one of the gods who you only get access to once you face the final boss for the first time, Demeter, the God of Frost, Right. her effect on the calls, which is like the, ranged attack that you can throw out that's uh, weapon agnostic it threw out these sentry guns that fire a a beam that chills so what i ended up doing is actually just for the final boss throwing those out and then taking cover for most of the time and just like damage over timing into submission my thoughts on hades are quite complex everything about it mechanically i really really enjoyed and i think structurally if I put myself in the shoes of someone, because this was an early access game, hmm. if I put myself in the shoes of someone who bought in right at the start of early access and played all of the updates piecemeal all the way through, I can see how that story would have been incredible Yeah, because of the way that it's, it's passed out over over the multiple completed runs. Uh, I ended up watching the other nine on YouTube and I've called it a main only completion. There's no way I'm playing through it another nine times to see the full story. No, But the full story is really good. It's just a shame that the way it was structured didn't really suit the way that I wanted, or you, in fairness, Alex, wanted to play it. Ultimately, I really liked it, but I'm not the demo that would love it, I think. And it, it's very interesting to me that there's so many people who've really fallen into it and sunk 70-plus hours into the thing. Yeah. I beat my first run in 15, and I was very happy. Or 16, 15, 16, thereabouts. I was very happy with it. Don't really want to go back to it. Feel like I've had my film mechanically and having been able to see the story, I've got that tick as well. The story went in a direction I didn't expect. Did you watch the rest of the cutscenes, Alex?
1: Yeah, I did. I don't even remember at <laughs> this point. I should watch them again. I don't know. I watched them and I went, oh, okay, cool. Um...
0: <laughs> I I really, really liked them. I, I liked the direction it went because it was very... Different to the way I expected the story was leading. Right. So that was quite nice. And really I should know better, Supergiant always knock it out of the park. Exactly. So yeah. I, I should have expected them to to pull a pull a cat out of the bag. Yeah. Did you play this one, Paula? I know Alex uh,
3: did. no, I haven't. No. I think I watched a couple of uh, of people playing it, but yeah. only like for a short while, so I kinda got a feel for the for the game and the overall like aesthetic and, and story and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh. I haven't played. Hmm.
0: I feel like you'd really get a kick out of all of the dialogue branches and the way it works. I suspect you'd end up with me and Alex in terms of the the sheer number of times it expects you to play the same content to see it all. Yeah, and that that really is the stumbling block, which is a shame. I also but,
1: think like you and I are like like well, probably all of us are slightly similar in the sense that like we like to get through a lot of games, right? Like I like mm-hmm. to, I like I have. I have no, you know, drought of games to play. Like I have so many out there, and so it's like if a game's asking me, like, well, I have a pretty cool story, but you're gonna have to do this thing 300 times. I'm like, well, you sir can go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have things to do. You know what I mean? Like, you better be the best game ever if you want me to do that. And like, it is an even then your
0: chances point. are 50-50. Yeah. Exactly
1: right. <laughs> and like, it, this game is pretty darn close to being like, like pretty much a masterpiece. But I'm like, dude, no, like. No. <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm
0: not doing that. Um... What I would have loved is if there was some kind of option to skip a lot of the preamble. But I mean, that mm-hmm. the mechanics don't really lend themselves to that. If it was a case of, you need to win the boss fight nine more times, mm-hmm. that would have been fine. Maybe you could select a loadout or tweak it somehow. But it's just the fact that what leads up to, it, although the the levels are shuffled around each time, mm-hmm. you're still going through the Underworld, Asphodel, Elysium, mm-hmm. and then Tartarus right at the top. You're always doing the same thing in roughly the same order and configuration. Yeah, your layout will change in terms of your loadout rather, than not your layout. But then you're you're probably going to angle towards certain things anyway because of the strategy that works for you or because you're trying a specific thing. or
1: Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to fucking die. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're like...
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's probably where it found a better audience on Switch, which I'm pleased that it did. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's people who, like you say, aren't us blasting through all of the games and having all of the games on the backlog. Mm-hmm. Who've got it can lock and unlock the switch on a whim, and just like sink and lose themselves into that game. Exactly. And I, th- I think for them it probably works excellently. It just kind of makes me makes me sad because I feel like there's another me in another reality that love the shit out of this game. Yes, sir. <laughs> And
3: and play it on beta.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would love Hades on Vita. I feel like if it was I on Vita, Vita, I would have probably done the other nine playthroughs. I think yeah, that, yeah. that would have done it. But yeah, I mean, if, if it sounds like your thing, if you like roguelites, if you like anything Supergiant have ever done, I still think it's worth a look. percent. Oh, like, the 16 hours that I spent with it, I thoroughly enjoyed. I just couldn't face another sort 30-40, of that's all. Yeah. Um, one that I did do multiple playthroughs to finish, and have finally finished, finished, uh, is Kamikaze. So I think you said you played this one as well, Alex, yeah, when I did run too, number yeah. three last time.
3: I love the game.
0: It's, game. it's really nice, actually. It's it's a great shortish playthrough. So I did my final run, which is with the Archer character, who I liked the least out of the three, I have to say, because I, I don't think that the game lends itself as well to range combat as it did to Melee. But it was also my shortest run of the three. It's a really nice half-hour palate cleanser. I played it in a, a number of sort of 10-minute chunks in between doing other things on a, on a given day. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And it's super cheap. I think I paid like a pound for it on sale on PS4. um,
1: Yeah, it's on the Switch too. And it's very good on the Switch. Because it's, you know, it's like just like an hour or so. I think I remember playing this on like a in the before times on a road trip somewhere. And Hmm. like it was... It a great road trip game. I can imagine that. I just like beat it Mm -hmm. on that drive. And I was like, this is great.
0: 100%. But it's not even like your first run might be close to an hour but i'm pretty sure my final run was like 35 minutes oh yeah
1: your I'm runs just gonna check just bump down 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 as you play it you know like arguably it could take you potentially three hours to beat it like with yeah. all of them but that's like yeah exactly that's like an at most for sure i think i was at like two hours or so in the end oh hold on what was i at i i, I probably have my you know my fancy little times there uh but yeah it's a good game i like that game
0: yeah my my full play was just over two hours but my, my first run was 52 minutes. My last run was 36. And nice. uh, there's an achievement for getting all three characters in a sub-30-minute run. So it's doable in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Albeit, that that would be a real bum rush. I think you'd have to dash the whole time to do it. But bottom line is, it's a good game. It knows what it wants to be, and it, it's very sort of content is. <laughs> to to be at that level. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, so next one is the penultimate play in the Seal Richard back catalogue adventure, uh, which is a game called Hope. I think it's my second favorite of hers behind Novena. Oh. But I think that, that's just because it, it really spoke to me on quite a personal level in terms of the topic it covered. Nice. It's really excellent. I don't want to say too much about it. Um, if you've been listening for a little while, you know that I, and by extension, we are, are big fans of, of Cecilia and her work. So go and check those free itch games out because it's really lovely. And then the other itch game that I played this week is a game called Dear Future. So it's like a final year university project. It's a short walking sim type game kind of flawed but i enjoyed it for what it was it it plays very much into the you're not told much you get like a few snippets oh what's happened here and you do sort of piece together a a Mm. flavor of a story it never really gets much further than that Mm. but it is interesting you can tell some thoughts gone into how it's put together and the music in particular blew me away the music i think elevated the whole thing much higher than it would have been if it hadn't had it, the, the, the audio, which I believe was procedurally generated, be sort of thrown together on the fly. But it, it was really, really wonderful. And it, it constructed such a lovely atmosphere for the game. I'm not sure I'd recommend it per se, but again, it, it's one of these where it's on itch and it's free. I, I would recommend you at least take a look at the page. And if it looks like it's the kind of thing for you, the, you know, there's, there's no cost to entry. So it's well worth, well worth checking out and giving a go. I may have done if I haven't already. I will go back onto the How Long to page and put it on my recommendations. So if anyone wants to find it there, I don't know about you two. I am keeping that updated from time to time. So oh, I just haven't played oh. much lately.
1: But I, when I get to some itch games, I definitely will.
0: <laughs> there you go. So anyone who's listening who wants some freebies, that's where you can go and find them. Two more to go. The penultimate one is Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I'm massively soured on. Oh, I, really massively so yeah i when we spoke about it last week i'd just gotten to the start of world six Mm -hmm. which is where things start to go downhill Mm -hmm. for my money for me personally the experience got very cheap (laughs) very quickly in terms of the level structure and the way that it's done i haven't got a problem with difficulty i you know I, i played through celeste i've played meat boy i like difficult platformers but i like difficult platformers where it's mechanically difficult Mm-hmm. donkey kong country returns is difficult in the sense that oh here's a thing and you've not got the time to react try again and remember everything that happens so that you can react but it's not reaction it's re- memorization and it's fucking awful really didn't like it it's a shame because the first six worlds really really nice worlds seven and eight can suck my ballsack. <laughs>
1: hold on did seven and eight did they have minecart segments
0: in there they did. They also yeah, had the rocket bunny bunny segments. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? The minecarts weren't too bad, though. I actually didn't <laughs> mind yeah, those, okay. especially. It, it was the main levels that were that were particularly awful, and in in particular of those, the last two normal levels of World Eight, which I I, I think a quarter and a third of my deaths in the entire game came in those last two levels. Yeah. I'm it was all, horrible. I'm so, sort
1: of laughing just because, like, I, I it's been ages since I played it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember it being hard, and that's only because I think... So, like, I grew up with, like, a Game Boy Color version of Donkey Kong Country.
0: Right. I was gonna say.
1: I kick ass at those games. It's like Ghosts and Goblins, you know, right? I can play Ghosts and Goblins, and I can beat Ghosts and Goblins. And people are like, but it's so hard. And I was like, no, you just have to have played it for a thousand hours as a child.
0: And this is, this is the caveat, because <laughs> yeah. Returns is definitely aimed at people who played the SNES Country games. That isn't yeah. me. And I... I can't judge it from your perspective, which is mm-hmm. I have a muscle memory for these kinds of games. I know yeah. how they're laid out. I roughly have an idea of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And also I'm desensitized to the bullshit because I grew up as a kid doing it. Yeah, like I games remember when I went through it, and I was just now. like,
1: I got this, but I could I could see what you're saying um, for sure.
0: As, as someone for whom it's the first country game, mm. that level design just feels malicious and nasty and cheap. <laughs> Pretty much is. Towards <laughs> the end, yeah. which it is, but it, this, this feels like, an Alex recommendation to play it, but don't bother finishing it. Yes. I, that, that's I, where I feel. Well, I had a great time with the first six worlds. If I'd finished like eight and a half hours in at world six and just pretended that I'd finished it. Beautiful. Would have had a great time. I honestly would felt that. a lot better about the again.
1: Yeah. I recommend that for most of the Donkey Kong country games. Like I really think it just cause, and like, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, honestly, like actually it's kind of like the ukulele, yeah, the, that new one there too. I played the impossible layer. I never beat the impossible layer. I don't give a shit. I beat the rest of the maps. The Like, the super ultra-hard, cheap, difficult stuff, that's not fun. So it's like, honestly, with Donkey Kong Country games, I'm like, just play them until you get to a point where you're like, I'm dying every single time. I think I'm done. and <laughs> Just, like, walk away.
0: Of, of course, the tricky thing with saying that is once you get quite close, then you feel like, ah, oh, fuck, I, wanted, I want to do one over this. And genuinely, I was fueled by pure spite Welcome to for the last hour of my play. <laughs> it, it, I wasn't beating the game, I was beating the game <laughs> so helped me i was beating the game
1: oh uh, and that's that, there's the donkey kong oh i love that so much <laughs> yeah
0: well, uh, well, three guesses who's not going to go back and play tropical freeze yeah. oh you just <laughs> playing
1: with funky kong you that's another
0: play. thing before i move on mm-hmm. just to add to like the annoyance after you die a few times the fucking pig in a little lemonade stand waving his white flag what oh, do you want funky to play the level for you know you can funk off
1: uh, uh, uh. Uh, part of me, like you know, I I'm totally like, yeah, it's 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 so terrible. But I also just love it because like they know how to get you. You're just like, no, I will it defeat works. this, right? And you're
2: like, oh yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like,
0: you drop in a little balloon in front of the car, and every time it just be like, okay, here we go. No, fuck you, and then I just carry on going. Yeah, and it's just like it then becomes a weird like Stockholm syndrome thing. Yes. It's like, hey, piggy, no, fuck you. I'll see you in five
1: exactly <laughs> so weird. uh tell us about house but of yeah. the dead 2 what's, what's this whole thing
0: i was much happy with house of the dead 2 <laughs> it was the best kind of rubbish i had an yeah. excellent time with the house of the dead 2 i played it via the 2 and 3 collection on wii hmm. which is lovely because you've got ir aiming and the gunshots come out of the wii speaker nice the, like the controller speaker which just feels right the shooting's excellent even for an arcade game it doesn't feel particularly cheap it felt fair most of the way through apart from the odd sort of pocket of things it did do the repeated content thing so like the the bosses there's there's six levels the bosses from levels one and two uh pop up again in level five the boss from level three pops up again like halfway through the final level and then the final boss couldn't like summon miniature versions of the bosses from the first four levels so, like the the content comes back and back and back, but you almost don't mind it because it's like this is a half hour game, and once you've learnt the pattern, it's then using that and allowing you to sort of feel a um a progression within that. The voice acting is a sight to behold. It is, <laughs> it's really horrifically it's bad. Like it, it I found for that since synth- voice acting, isn't it? I found that out after the fact. Yeah. I didn't re- realise. So I jumped on the Discord and I was like, oh, the VO for this game is like wonderfully horrible. And then a few people popped in and were like, yeah, didn't you know? And it's like, no, I didn't. But it's great. So it was like, Amy, Harry, I'm so glad you're safe. What do we need oh, to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the car they were talking about. Ha, ha, and my favourite, the, sec- <laughs> the second time... <laughs> this- I've got two favourites, actually. The first one is the second time you beat the boss from level one. Who's like been revived to come and stop you. Um the main character, James Quips, and I've written it down so I get it exactly right. Uh, remember, there's no such thing as a second chance. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs>
1: not, Wait, didn't he just chance. have a second chance? Alright, whatever.
2: <laughs> Literally,
0: yeah. It, the fact that he fucked it is irrelevant, but I mm-hmm. I genuinely had to pause the game because I creased. And then the other one is the, the the main antagonist is a character called Goldman. I presume he's yep. from House of the Dead one, but I don't know. His VO sounds like a drunk Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Johnson one. It's like just random words get sloshed. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> oh god! And it's like
0: I can't take you seriously. I know you've summoned this ethereal being who hates mankind to like stop us from polluting the environment, but I can't. Their volume fluctuates. you new hope. <laughs> But it's excellent. I loved the game. Mm. I had such a good time with it. I didn't even mind the fact that I had to play through it a few times to get to the end because it doesn't give you infinite credits mm. unless you pick the power up, up a few a few runs through. Because it's got like multiple branches depending on people you do and don't save as you play through the game. Mm. So that, that was a reason that I saw them that I wouldn't have if I'd just played through as a singular run. Mm. So I didn't even mind that. I think I would have liked it more if it had been, oh, die three times and then you get a free play option rather than having to be smart enough to pick up the pickup near the end after it spawns. But overall, I really, really like the game. And there's Dreamcast version, there's a PC port. I think the Wii's the best place to play it, just for obvious reasons. But it's well worth a look. I I had a great time with it. From things we had a great time with to things that we didn't have a great time with. I want to jump to you first, Alex. Yeah, so I got one retirement
1: uh, that was uh, Rick's recommendation (laughs) from last week. So this in, is funny enough. in my
0: defense i did say i don't actually recommend yeah, you but play you, it that was, so... <laughs> that was the game so that was the game
1: um yeah i played et the extraterrestrial on the game boy advance uh so i have like my game Boy advance obviously i'm emulating because lord knows i'm not fucking spending money on this uh but i <laughs> i have like folders on my uh, micro sd card right there's like in the main one it's when i'm deciding to play then there's later retired and completed and i just put this right away in the retired because i was like (laughs) before i even booted it up i went strong feelings i ain't gonna beat this one um and like (laughs)
2: this
1: this game is fucking insane like it is nonsensical and i kind of want to meet the developer just so i can like kick him in the balls. Like, I just, I'm like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) fuck you. You got money for this and you didn't deserve it. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't even give a shit if you were on a tight timeline. No. like I'm like, this is bad. This is very bad. And like, none of the games from this company were ever good. Like, I was looking it up even just when we were talking, like Fluid Studios fucking made like a gi joe game for the game boy color like all this other shit and okay this this blows my mind so i was looking at the ign review for it which was a 3.5 by the way so you know not good but for some reason in their that's higher
0: than god hand right
1: probably um. <laughs> actually it's probably more functional than God Hand I don't know uh, but anyway like the game um. is functional but it's not good I never played God Hand I don't even fucking know anything about that game Um. so don't come at me I don't know what it is so anyway the the verdict says the keyword here is muddled ET The Extra chest was made by a development team who obviously has a lot of talent but there's rarely a moment you won't be sure what to do next or annoyed that it's so impossible to do now only thing I disagree with here is a development team who obviously has a lot of talent. That is I, categorically yeah. untrue. <laughs> like, this is not a lot of talent. Oh I know making video games is hard. I know that. And I know they were probably given nothing to work with. But this is, a, a, it's it's terrible. Like, it literally, okay, You were talking about like the way ET displays in the top right-hand corner their health. It makes no sense. The life
0: bar. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: could. I could not make sense of the life bar to save my life. So it's like it's like a little squished ET, but it it rotates randomly. Like you can't tell why. What? Yeah. So okay, it's just it's a little ET sprite, and he'll like rotate around sometimes, and then he'll sometimes get crunched, and then sometimes he's just. Beeping red, but also you can press the B button to do like E.T.'s like finger thing, and it's it drains your health. And also, if you press A, he'll like run going blah like this, and it also drains his health. And I'm like, why would you make the two input options health draining? That makes no sense. So literally, you can't press anything, and there seems to be no reason to ever press any of ET's commands. Because arguably, okay. The only reason you would press the A button to run away going is to run away so that you don't get hit and lose health. But if you press the fucking button, you lose health. So why would you even use it? You might as well just get hit by an enemy because that's all that running away is going to do to you anyways. So... Uh. So I didn't understand. I was like what is going on? Also the maps are insane. They make no sense. Like you can't tell what anything is doing. There's no visual indicators whatsoever. It's just giant forest. And like it tells you on the first one to go collect fucking flowers and it's just like why cuz apparently ET is a botanist. Is that part of the, I don't know. I don't remember that movie. It was ages ago. But I guess he's a botanist now. And so you're going around finding fucking flowers. And, of course, it's one of those games where, like, the first few flowers are pretty goddamn easy. But then, of course, you get to the point where you're like, I got one fucking flower left. Where the hell's this stupid flower? So you're looking for it. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'll beat at least the first level. So, like, I did it. I got the stupid flowers. I go back to the ship. And, like, the ship leaves without you because, you know, E.T. Um, and then it's like now you got to get out of the forest without the agents finding you. <sighs> Some of the people in the discord have seen this image already, but i will I will repost this if we need to, but the guards straight up, oh my god, it looks like e t is blowing the guards whenever the guards catch e t because they grab e t who is waist height and they shake. And they gyrate and their hands grab E.T.'s head. And it looks like E.T.'s hands go up onto the guard's waist. It is insane. And it shakes and E.T. goes... Like this sound. And you're like... No! So you have this moment where it's like... Oh my god! What did I just see? And like it looks fine from the front and like the back. It looks like they're kind of maybe strangling E.T. Which is still questionable. But like... It's so insane. And also, the enemies are the ones who have invincibility frames. So, like, after you get hit, the enemies are invincible, but you're not. So, if there's another enemy nearby, you'll get hit by one, you get hit by another. You're just getting fucked by I'm all these enemies. Yeah. Yeah, it if I was a child with this game, I would have cried playing this because it is so infuriatingly terrible. And like, I feel sorry for you, Rick, that you had this as a child. Cause I actually- Oh no,
0: my brother had this. I was all right. Oh,
1: (laughs) thank God you avoided it. Cause I'm telling you, the first level, I was almost willing to forgive the game a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. It's not like that bad. You know, sometimes it's, it's kind of fun to like, you know, watch the enemy patterns and, you know, dodge them and go get the flowers. Like, it's not bad. But then you get to that second level and it's like escape the forest and you're running around. My finger hurt. I was holding the D-pad so much um, to try and run around this fucking random map. And I never found the exit. I don't know where the exit is on that map (laughs) because who knows? And everything looks exactly the same. (sighs) Don't play E.T. the Extraterrestrial.
0: I'm so glad I got you to play the extra chess. <laughs> well, I was
1: like raging. I if was I'd known like, you
0: were going to play, I would have given you the level cheats because we've got them written down somewhere. Oh, I have the like... level
1: cheats. It's all good. I, I, you can find them online. Uh, but I wanted to give it the good old college try. I'm not going back, though. I don't care. I don't want to see what Elliot's <laughs> levels are like because fuck that. <laughs> oh anyway hot take this development team from who only developed in the early 2000s like literally 2000 2001 2002 and then was rightfully disbanded um <laughs> has not made any more games i hope this person unbeknownst on to was games one of the games or something
0: unbeknownst to one of the developers listens to this podcast and is just crying at home yeah well cry away <laughs> <laughs> no, no. oh i just you
1: know i like I, I don't even have like i know sometimes you're like oh like No, because this was sold to children, you know? Children had to fucking play this. And, like, those poor fucking kids. It's like, they're like, the, this is the precursor to the shitty mobile game developers, you know, who go off, they just want to make a fucking buck, they make a terrible game, and a kid fucking buys it, and that kid has to play that game because the kid's not allowed to buy anything else because how many freaking games can you buy when you're a child? Not many. You get your one game away advance game, and that's it. And you like E.T., you watched E.T. So you think, oh, E.T.'s probably good. And you play the game, and then you cry. And then you hate games forever. And that's what this, this company has done. God. Rant over. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, that's my TED Talk. Stop making <laughs> terrible games off licenses. Uh, <laughs> all right, Rick, what did you be? <laughs> uh,
0: well, my one retirement, which I've got much less vitriol for, mm-hmm. um, is, is Fossil Fighters Frontier for the 3DS. It's
1: a good that game. probably
0: is a good kids game, but it's clearly aimed at kids. So I oh, okay. picked this up on a whim a while back for like two pounds, something stupidly cheap. And um, on a whim, I was clearing out and I saw it. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll see how that is. Very handholdy is the answer. Mm. And it's a 30 to 50 hour game. And I was I, 10 minutes in. I was just like, this isn't happening. It's just not, it's like you walk two steps and then suddenly everything's going on. And you've got like box pops up. It, it doesn't trust you to do anything because mm-hmm. the demo shouldn't be trusted to do anything. Odd side, the main protagonist, the male version anyway, looks oddly like Billy Hatcher. I, that's appropriate to nothing there's there's no follow-up <laughs> to that it's just an observation i had but yeah may, maybe take a look if you're under eight i'm not and it, it was not for if here. you're under eight watch um, this
1: podcast go to bed stop watching wow, this. listening to this <laughs> <podcast>. yeah listening <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear uh right let's move quickly on to what we're currently playing should we start as always with uh psychedelica the pretty Boys, <laughs> which <laughs> um i've i've played about half an hour now it's not grabbed me yet. I have to be honest. So Dude. I've already got my first. I've already got my first hit that Francisca can't cook very well. Oh my god! Which <laughs> I knew it was coming because she cried about it last week. So she got the text, So many
2: fucking she- Short episodes very- about her cooking.
1: <laughs> That's the only thing I've learned about Francisca that she can't cook, and that she's. It be a, it's mommy. a weird
0: contrast because she she's like the head of one of the two big houses. Yes. And the first head, like the first time you see him, is a fucking imposing motherfucker.
1: Yeah, Olga. Yeah, he's
0: like he asks for your name, and then you give it to him, and then he leaves, and then you literally collapse in a heap. Yeah, because you were that intimidated. And then the other head of the house is like, not Ooh, a good cook.
1: I'm a bad cook. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that like, that is what i got for francisca that
0: is it. it's like no wonder you're not the dominant house in this world
1: and okay to be fair there's obviously there's some other shit that's gonna go on with francisca obviously like it's like obviously that's not all she someone's is someone's
0: gonna buy her a gordon ramsay book for christmas but
1: i feel a little bit like yeah there you go i feel a little bit like the game the game knows obviously where the story's going and so like I feel like they just front load too much. It's just, there's, it, the pacing is yeah, just understand. so fucking off on this game. Like, um, and like, Paolo, you've told me about, sorry, I'm like, Paolo's like, oh. <laughs> but like, the problem with this game is that the first two chapters are like, at least a third of the game, maybe more than that. Because the minute I finished the second chapter, suddenly I was blowing through it. I'm on like the eighth chapter now. Um, and I, oh God, though, I I genuinely had like a tear and like nearly started crying because At chapter eight four, I got an achievement that said unlocked fifty percent of the flowchart, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Fifty percent of this fucking flowchart? That is it? That is it?
2: Uh, No, no!
0: (laughs) 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 You bait and switch me so hard. I thought you were gonna be like a moment hit me emotionally. No, it's I'm only halfway.
1: (laughs) I just like I I, like I had that Michael Scott moment. I was like. Like just screaming. <laughs> like,
0: no, God, no. Yes. Please, God,
2: no. 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 no.
1: <laughs> like that was all I could do. I was like, this is insane. And the short episodes, I guess I've watched a lot of them. So so okay, okay, okay. Look. I, I always want to be careful because like I don't want this to come down as like me being like fuck Atome games. Because no. There there's there's Oh, but all it's about to <laughs> clearly No, it's not. Because uh, I want I wanna really preface all this with saying that like they're clearly um many different types in here, and psychedelica, from what Paula has explained, is not the standard, right? like the there's these map sections of mm-hmm. this game where you can kind of go and you can interact with all these short episodes. But, like Paula's mentioned this is the problem is that there's some really important information in some of these. Like, there's one that happens with, that I was sort of skipping through, but then I sort of stopped with Lava, with Lava, I don't know how to say their names. L- Lavan is in C-L-A-V-A-N. L-A-V-A-N. I know what you mean. Lavan and um, Levi. There's a lot of L names in this game. Lavan, Levi, Lucas. I'm like, guys, there's more than Ls yep. uh, in the world. But anyway, there's this really important one that involves a ring and a necklace. And I'm just saying, you should probably watch that short episode because it's got some real Friggin' important information in it. But then there's episodes that like three of them are just about... But I think that episode even talks about Francesca's cooking and Francisca's cooking. And I was like, she's not even in this one. Stop talking about it. Like move on. (laughs) But anyway, right? Like it's like, if you are someone who really, really enjoys a shit ton of world building and really want to spend your time like just with these characters you're gonna have a great time man you're gonna have a really good time like genuinely but if you're kind of like I I want like I'm reading a vision of it because I want a story like I really want to like go along with the story and sort of hit it a little more like I'm probably a bit more plot focused right though I do love the characterizations and stuff I just find myself getting a little like oh oh with it so anyway I'm just I'm not I'm just I'm salty today apparently
2: (laughs) oh my god
3: Paolo, why don't
0: you talk a little bit? Yeah, go on. You, you have, we need a positive spin on psychedelic. <laughs>
3: okay, so I've been playing this one with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing alone uh, versus playing with someone else, like following alone and investing in the story. Mm-hmm. Those are like two very different experiences. And ha- it has been like a lot of fun because like, mm-hmm. I us- I'm usually like the kind of person who likes to just, be alone when playing visual novels in general.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh,
3: but having that second person there, it also commented on the story, it has been, like, a lot of fun. Especially, like, in the Asian Hawk Church episodes because yeah. for some reason, that character has almost spoken to a spiritual level to my boyfriend.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do like Asian Hawk. Asian Hawk is, like, effeminate but, like, super masculine. And I love combination like i'm just like yeah that's dope
3: (laughs) yep and also the character bosses up like really well with the main character jetto Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the concept bigger and is kind of fun to watch in general yeah also like you said like lucas is best boy my boyfriend fucking at this point in this story (laughs) like i'm not even kidding yeah, no, Lucas is
0: the little blonde one.
3: Yeah, Lucas is the blonde is one.
0: The, the yeah, he seems the like hawk a bit of a coin. quite early doors. To be fair, no,
3: no, not the the little one. That's, no, that's uh, Eric. Uh, Lucas is the hawk son. Lucas is the hot boy.
2: Oh he's got a little right, bit of a yes, tan. So I was collection. getting
0: Lucas and Eric mixed he's up. Got his cool yeah, sword. yeah, yeah. Look, Lucas yeah. has been through some shit,
1: okay? It's <laughs> oh so this game is problematic <laughs> in so many ways, though, because like everyone is a fucking dick. Um and has done like unspeakable things. <laughs> like genuinely, like like they've pretty much all of them have done like honest to goodness, unspeakable fucking things. And like as you go through. It's medieval
0: it, times. Everyone's done unspeakable things. Is it the medieval
1: there. times? No, like it's it's times we'll put that way. (laughs) Look, you know what my issue is. This is it's Romeo and Juliet. They even reference it at one point. And as someone who's like been in the theater world too much, I've 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 been in Romeo and Juliet. I don't like the story of Romeo and Juliet anymore. I hate it so much. And this game is so, like, it's genuinely, it's the two warring families. There's the church priest guy, because that's important. You've got your fucking Tybalt's, like, and, like, of course, it sort of changes it a little bit, because, like, Lucas is basically Tybalt. Lavon is, like, basically a Romeo character. Uh, Levi is, like, you know, Benvolio-esque. Um, you've got, like, T who, like, they're all, all the characters in Romeo and Juliet have their counterparts in this style star- Story, and then they just insert like oh and also magic 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 <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of MacGuffins in this game <laughs> currently I'm on the hunt for a, for four MacGuffins to fit into the one big MacGuffin
0: um, so. MacGuffin Inception yeah
1: <laughs> oh lord I'm doing this for you though Paula I'm going to beat That's this game
3: no, I just realized like how far Alex is in this story I'm
1: very
2: far into the story
1: all right <laughs> I've met Hugh and Hugh's been doing his like hand Ooh, stuff all
0: the time. <laughs> and like, he's, he's, the he's, irony is. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Go, go, go. No, go, go on.
1: No, I was just saying like, there's very much characters in this game who are like,
0: oh, da, 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 I'm only going to tell you a little bit because mystery. <laughs> and you're like,
1: dude, I don't even care about the mystery. Just tell me. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't actually care right now. I'm not invested. Just tell me what's going on. Because um, I'm worried that this game is building up to like a big mystery that I'm meant to be emotionally invested in, but that it's going to hit. I'm going to go, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's, there's a big thing that happens. And I was like, ugh. Good riddance, um, <laughs> which I don't think is how I'm meant to react, which let's just say, <laughs> Paola, I think you know what I'm talking about. Let's just say there's, there's, a, there's a moment that's quite, um, things heat up quite a bit in this game <laughs> at one moment. And somebody just, you know, like they're really just like, they get really, they, they really lose their head at one point. And I'm just not, re- I didn't really care. Um, and so, you know, like they just, they, they, they pop off a little bit. We'll put it that way. Is that sufficiently vague enough, do you think, Paula? I know think it's,
3: I, that is a little bit too vague because I'm trying to pinpoint you the exact Maybe you part haven't hit of the game yet. you're talking about.
1: You might not have hit it yet then because you might not remember. Yeah,
3: I, I might not remember, but I also remember more than one time that it's like that.
1: Oh my god there's more than one time uh-huh. <laughs> ah no forget it forget it you'll get you'll know what I'm talking about when you get here <laughs> that makes me that makes me like sad I'm like oh do I have to deal with more of this later on
3: um, I'm, I'm no crazy, maybe i just literally speak stupid
1: no, really. All right.
3: I think fine. I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay, good. You know
1: yeah. Let me just put it this way: when that thing happened, I did not care. <laughs> like I, was, I probably should have, but I just did not care. Rick, you'll get there, and we'll talk more about it. I'm looking forward to us having like a real spoiler chat on this because it's a freaking visual yes. novel. You got to talk to spoilers because that's that's what the game is. It's the story. Anyway, sorry, we're already at an hour, yep. so we should probably move on. <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> I know this has just been a lot of Alex random, random stuff. <laughs>
3: Oh wow. I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. the moment you switch from Color Cross Rallies to this game, I was like, should I tell him that he will probably enjoy Color Cross Rallies more because I thought that was like Warrior Jam?
1: Look, Color Cross Malice is gonna have to be another Atome game. That'll just be it, you know? We'll have another Atome. We'll
0: have to do Automogus.
1: Yeah, I I will murder you.
0: <laughs> that's, that's soon. <laughs> 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 I
1: need I need a year in
0: between my <laughs> 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 uh... <laughs> we'll cut. Co- we'll compromise on autumn october yeah
1: autumn october oh wow that sounds kind of neat anyway I'll, I'll just quickly brush off what i've been playing we'll go through our playings quick uh playing halo 4 halo 4 starts a little rocky but i gotta say game's good i know people like shit on halo 4 i don't know i think it's pretty good like the i have to say the shooting is really punchy it feels really good the new weapons are pretty cool um i'd even say the new aliens are neat is it bungie's halo like no but it's it's quite fun it gives that Halo experience that you're looking for. Just the first mission is a little rough, a little rocky. But once it gets going, it's quite fun. I'm playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Ooh, hey. baby. I love it. It is exactly what I wanted. Like I said, I'm supporting local. <laughs> Support my little Bioware buddies who go across. Actually, I got to say, this is sort of funny. It was a little weird. Uh, when I watched Dragon Age 4, like when they did their little trailer thing, talking about Bioware, they filmed it just all over Edmonton and like a bunch of the locations. I was like, Hey, it's right outside my house. <laughs> like, I, like I was like, I could look out and <laughs> see them filming that shit. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I'm not used to having games made in the place that I live. You know, I've lived in rural small town so often. It's just, you're not used to seeing where you live. Um, or people that you can like run into on the freaking LRT. But anyway, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is fantastic. It looks like how you remember it, you know, in the sense that like, you know when you like play a game and you have memories of it and you're like, oh, it was so good and like it was amazing and like it was incredible and then you go and you play it and you're like, oh my god! (laughs) And you're just like, it's trash! Um, Like I'm sure if I booted up the original Mass Effect right now, I'd be like, oh, what the, why is everybody so blurry? (laughs) Like, you know, like, it was a blurry game. It had a lot of weird movement sway to it too. Like every time you turned, the whole game was like, gosh, and blurred. It was just like, couldn't see anything. Uh, oh,
0: Vaseline situation. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: like Vaseline uh, game. And then you would sit in your elevator for three hours. And this is so much faster. Every, everyone looks beautiful. The textures are incredible. Uh, they've even tweaked like the gameplay and the, and the combat. And the combat is, I, I will admit, it still can be slightly clunky. But I have to say, The, the game, the gunplay feels really satisfying. Like I've been quite enjoying it. Um, and they've unlocked the weapons before you were sort of locked by your uh, skill tree to what weapons you could use. Now you can use all of the weapons. It's just that you'll have better stats on some of your other weapons, which really makes it way more fun because I can pop out the sniper rifle, even if I don't have anything in it and like use it to get rid of that one pesky asshole. And then I can go back to my weapons and it's just, it's just fun. So I highly recommend this game to everybody, especially in this form especially if you have a next gen console cuz fuck it looks good uh without real steady frame rate. Also, one hint if you're playing Mass Effect, the original, pick a paragon or a renegade and like just stick with it. There's an unfortunate thing where like that they do I think fix in the second and third games where there are some important decisions that are locked behind your renegade or paragon status. And if you play gray, you're gonna actually lock yourself out from some pretty important decisions that have lasting effects into the other games. So I would just recommend like just just double down on one of them, be a Re- Paragon or be a renegade, and you'll have a you'll have a good time. And also a reminder that in mass effect, Paragon and Renegade aren't like good and evil. It's more like variations of good ish. Renegade's just like more efficient and like more violent, whereas Paragon is like more talking and, you know, more, like, very good, but they both have consequences.
0: Diplomatic sort of thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. One's more gun-first, one's more... But sometimes saving someone isn't always the best option. So, yeah. Anywho, those are my games I play. What are you guys playing? What are you playing?
0: Paola, go ahead. Um, I, w- I want to know about Pit Cross. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, not this again. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just needed to turn up my brain for a while, especially, like, after the hell of a week, it has been and after finishing Pokemon Soul Silver with some brainy moves so I didn't have to like grind my way into Oblivion. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing I've been playing Picross. So far I haven't seen like any gimmicky stuff yet, but I think there is some. And I've also been playing Diabolic Lovers on the Vita. Yeah. And almost done with the third route. And it is going to some dark places, like Oh, holy shit, like, I sure this character is gonna give me, like, of, like with this voice actor, because I sure each time I hear their voice, it's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, fun times, like, I, like, you don't know if I, I will be able to talk about this route in particular, like, in the next episode on the podcast, because it is too dark to be safe for work. Oh. Speaking, things bueno.
0: that, speaking of things that are no bueno, no time for, uh, for turnip stunks this week either, unfortunately.
1: Sad.
3: Unfortunately. But next week I'll probably go back to the turnip tenanigans and decorate in my alley in New Horizons. Nice.
0: Just make sure you remember to sell them this week.
1: So, Rick, why don't you tell us the. I didn't <laughs> even
0: buy them. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> the veritable hodgepodge of games will- you're playing. <laughs>
0: well yeah uh, to be fair a couple of them i'm not so ah. pokemon soul silver I've, I've changed in the uh in the in the in the, in the document to pokey walker soul silver because i am still just walking madratini around beautiful beach that's that's all i've done with that game i Amazing. it's a weird one i have got other games going on but i also there's just like an element of trepidation with going back mm-hmm. which is as much me as much as it is the game but i will go back to it because i do i do want to at least sort of knock out the gym badges in the elite four whether i go and do the canto side of things and complete the game proper i will see but uh that that's still on the docket i've played loads of cosmic star heroin this week it's really really good i don't really have anything you to say about it just it, it it holds up through to sort of the three quarter of the game mark which is roughly where i'm at and Touchwood, it'll hold through to the end which i'd imagine i'll see in the next week yeah, like I said, that um, game was I a started. Real oh, soft,
1: oh, I was just saying that game was a real soft guitar for me, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you you were just like I'd had your fill. I know you didn't like actively dislike it.
1: Yeah, sorry,
2: keep going. Yeah,
0: but I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one for an RPG, particularly one as short as this one. You are just like, eh, I've had enough now.
2: Yeah,
0: I started last month's game of the month, Hyperlight Drifter.
2: Hmm.
0: So visually and aurally, it is beautiful. Really, really lovely. The pixel work is nice the audio keeps swelling in and I'm just like, the combat's quite thin so far. Hmm. It's trying to do this nonverbal communication, no dialogue thing, which in principle is fine. In practice is leading to a lot of unnecessary confusion. Hmm. And what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obtuseness, which is a bit annoying. I mean, it has its moments. So like there's these random yellow pickups I've been picking up and I recognized the symbol eventually from one of the shops that I'd been into early doors. I was like, oh, they're item upgrades. And that that was kind of a nice sense of discovery. And I feel like if it was done better with all of that, that would be fine. But there's symbols on doors and paths and things that not just aren't making sense, but feel like they ought to be making sense. Not like, oh, I'm going to come across this later sort of thing. Because it's it's structured like you can do any of the four paths Mm. in any order, which is tricky on the one hand because it means that, your pacing has to be a little bit weird so that everything's doable at every stage. But also it means that if there's something there that isn't making sense, it probably should. You know, it, it's, it's not like I've gone to a late game area by accident. It, it's designed with the possibility that I'd be here this early in mind. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm sticking with it for now. Hopefully it gets better or starts to make more sense. Maybe I end up Googling things. I'm not really sure. But that could well be a retire. Hopefully it won't be. Scourge still on the list, but I still haven't touched it. I'll be back into that properly mm-hmm. once Cosmic Star Heroine's knocked out. Um, and then I've got two 3DS games. So the first one is a random DSiWare game that got a 3DS upgrade called Go Go Coco Polo. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Fucking Japan, <laughs> man. <laughs> Alex and Stacia's just like, oh god, what the fuck is it this time? <laughs> <laughs> so... The story isn't important. There's technically a story, but like in the sense that McDonald's technically sells salads, that's not what you're there for. So gotcha. the the game is a puzzle game. You have to scratch enemies, get them to chase you, and then essentially Tom and Jerry them into the trap at the start of the level. And you have to clear all the levels out that way. There are various different world things you need to interact with. There are environmental hazards... If you let those enemies catch up, they can deal you damage. It's nice, albeit maybe a little bit thin in terms of actual gameplay variety. But I do like it. And it's one that um, story time. So back when video game magazines were still properly a thing, when the Wii was the only console that I had from that generation, I occasionally picked up a Nintendo magazine. And because DSiWare was like the new thing. They had this developer that they were following through the process of making a DSiWare game. This was that game. It's the only reason I even know about the fucking thing, let alone have have bothered to sort of pick it up and play it. But it's kind of nice to see the thing I was reading about in action. The game itself is pretty good as well, which also helps. And I think it's going to be fairly short as well. So I've I've played about an hour of the game and I think I'm around about the halfway point, which is pretty cool.
1: Can I also just say, this is why Japanese should never ever be one-to-one translated into English. Because <laughs> the what, what whole is title is Go Go Coco Polo. Harmonious Forest Revenge. That's fucking oh, nonsense. Gosh. I'm certain <laughs> in Japanese that that kanji makes perfect sense. Like it's probably... I
0: don't even think it's a Japanese developer.
1: Are you serious? Then what the hell are they thinking? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm serious. It was an English-speaking magazine. I'm pretty certain it was an English dev.
1: Okay, but English-speaking magazine doesn't necessarily mean that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tanuki but Studios be- Limited. English... It's d- This is... <laughs> The developer is Tanuki Studios. Either it's Studios Super limited.
0: Gaijin or it was actually someone from Japan. But, oh, my God. Like, it's a, they it's were a Gaijin, Gaijin for diary. sure because
1: it says the designer is Keith Webb. So is he just, I knew it, was I he told just you trying to make it uh, this thing? Hold on.
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay.
0: It 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 would have been an extra effort for a Japanese person to write a dev Straight diary up His diary for an name English is Keith media Webb. So
1: his name is one yeah. letter off from Weebs. <laughs> oh <hi. laughs> uh, God, sorry. I just love it. In his
0: defense, in his defense, zero schoolgirls in the game so far
1: oh, he doesn't even need to be defended. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, like, he made a good game. So, like, you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then on the complete opposite end of, like, developer profile, the last game I'm playing is Mario Tennis Open,
2: hmm.
0: which is the most bare bones tennis game you can imagine, which kind of sucks. So there's no power-ups. There's not really anything wacky going on. It's just tennis. The one conceit is that you'll have these random symbols pop up on, on the floor on the sides of the tennis court. And if you do the corresponding shot in that icon, it'll be like a more powerful version. Kind of makes the game weirdly unbalanced, though, because it feels like once you get past the, the beginner cups and you go to the star cups, your CPU opponent's getting those icons much more frequently and in much more generous circumstances than you as a player do. The point is it's a bare bones tennis game, but it still finds ways to fuck tennis up. Which, like, tennis is a thing that's been sorted gameplay-wise at this mm-hmm. point. You shouldn't be screwing it up. So, <laughs> at the moment, it's a 6 out of 10. Like, it's fine. It's okay. Depending on how many more cups there are. So, I've, I've done the four entry cups that are just unlocked at the start. And I'm now on the third of four star cups. If there's more cups after the star cups, I might retire it. If there aren't, I will call it. I will call it a completion but so far it's okay. Like I've been dipping in and out of it and that's the only saving grace. Like tennis is fun enough to sort of pick up for 15 minutes and then put back down again. The 3DS is flexible enough that you can do that with it. So, but again, like Fossil Fighters, it's when I picked up on a whim super cheap. Like You can get that game for a fiver. Yeah. Which is (laughs) disgusting for a first party title.
1: I know. I think I got the golf one for five bucks. It was like, which apparently the golf one's better, but uh, also little, uh, just a little throwback. Go Go Polo has a sequel, which is also apparently very good. Yeah, go, go, Coco Polo 3D. That's the port. That's not a port. It's a sequel. You're not playing it's, a port. It's, not the... it's a sequel. It's got oh. 80 new stages and everything. That's not... It's it's a whole new story and everything. So if you go play... Oh, there you are. I'm, pl- I'm so playing So you're actually not then. playing right. the one that he developed through the, the stories. That's the DSiWare game.
0: Oh, I'm not going to have to go back for a DSiWare game, Emma. That's not a thing that I'm going to have to do. <laughs> I think I can't imagine. You know what? That actually makes a load of sense, though, because there's like two new characters and the levels are split across the three characters. And then there's like the final stage at the end, which once you've played all that, right. Okay. Yeah, it's a sequel, yeah. Oh, the first one must have done all right then if he's made a sequel. Well, the, I, I just the first it was a four. one,
1: they're both rated like pretty much the same. Like they're both getting like an 8.59 ish kind of deal.
0: That feels a little bit generous. Like it feels like a solid 728 for me personally. Yeah, but I mean, also but, when it came out, right? Yeah, that's also true, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and on the 3DS, people were kind of dying for something. <laughs> uh,. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah because it was very early wasn't it yeah Perhaps. right
1: like 3ds you're like oh god give us something nice all right so let's move on so we spent just a shit ton of time so we're definitely not getting any uh, questions, questions today no. but we will go through our topic for sure um which this is a topic that rick suggested which is the one game you think everyone should play
0: so uh this this was inspired by a, a an article of the same name on destructoid you know credit where it's due i didn't read the article so i don't know how much we're cribbing off it exactly but it, it it's just like The way I envisage it in my head anyway is a game that if you were like emperor for the day, Mm -hmm. you would mandate everyone in the world sit down and play. So that means all ages friendly, flexible enough that anyone can sort of get a grip on it. But also in my head, something that's actually demonstrative of what a game can be. So there are a few games that I looked at in my completions when I was thinking about this, where it was either a visual novel like Valhalla, or a static narrative game like Quarantine Circular or Subsurface Circular, I personally excluded those because I feel like if it's a game everyone should play, I would quite like that to be an experience to open people's eyes to what's there, and not like, oh great, let's read a story. Yeah, you know, you know, not to disparage what's there, but just like for the conceit that that's what I had in mind. Personally. Well, I thought
1: that'd be sort of fun. Yeah, like you're saying, to try to see if we can try to come up with what. <laughs> what the heck the criteria would be for something like this? Because I, I like what you're saying, the idea of emperor for a day, thing because I, I find it's like a little, that's like a more, I don't know, that's a more fun exercise than like trying to think of like, what's the canon of video games, you know? Like what's the game everyone needs to play? Because like, I always roll my eyes at that kind of stuff, you know, like like with like books and things where like, these are the greats. And you're like, eh, shut up. There's better books now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I
0: do love the idea of like, oh, here's, you know, 20 games to take you through like, past to present Mm -hmm. give you a rough idea i do like that as a thing i think that's probably beyond the scope of us in this podcast there
1: yeah but i mean my issue with like that is that what happens is the internet is actually this was interesting so i i don't know if you've seen every frame of painting but they had a really nice article about when they ended it and one of the things that like the guy mentioned is just like you know the internet is a fucking echo chamber right where like All the lists out there of, like, the greatest games are the same goddamn (laughs) games every time, right? And it's, like, part of what I enjoy about going back and playing random older games is just finding those games that kind of slip through the cracks, right? Um, Oh, yeah, 100%. It's not really what we're doing today. But, anyway, it's just something I was thinking about. So, I don't know. For criteria for what everyone should play, like, I think it should have to be accessible, right? Like, it needs to be easily understood, and I think provide intrinsic reward, right? Like it needs to, like you basically, when you play it, you need to just feel a sense of uh, reward pretty quickly or else I think you're like, like you know what I mean? Like we can't have any of these 100 hour epics.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, fun, fancy, mm-hmm. it gets good after hour 30. I know exactly what you mean, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think I thought it would be like is well to think load like in the requirements is having like more than one way to go through something in the game. Mm-hmm. In the sense of the main character knowing like a one trick pony and that's uh, all the stuff uh, it can do, pretty much.
1: Yeah, like you're saying, it can't be like an overly linear experience that's too similar to. Yeah, I agree with you because I think it shouldn't be too similar to other mediums, right? Like if you're going to get someone to play a video game, it should highlight why it's special as a video game. And I think like the responsiveness and the fact that like your inputs change what occurs. I feel like that's an important Mm. element to it, right? Because it's like you know. I love narrative games, don't get me wrong, and I love visual novels, but they're visual novels, right? Like, it's like, it's in that point where, like, they're similar to another medium, whereas I think there are some video games that, they're not not necessarily better, they're just more, like, game-oriented. Does that make sense? Not like a, it's not like a... Yeah, I mean,
0: it's somewhat implicit in the question, the idea that, like, Mm -hmm. everyone should play this game because it's a showcase for what games can do and can be yes yeah, yeah I, I think we're we're sort of angling at the same thing when we say that 100 percent. yeah okay. so i think we we all roughly have similar criteria then so what <laughs> i want to know is what what games you two settled on
1: yeah i'm boring as shit i think um <laughs> when you suggested this i knew you didn't say mario no no no. i I don't think mario is the problem with mario is there's too many of them and i think the best my okay my cheating answer was like whatever game gets you playing games uh it's the one i want you to play but like for this my real answer my my real answer is tetris um and i think even just the nest tetris because i think tetris is the most comprehensible game out there it takes you three seconds to fucking learn how to do this game you pick it up and they start falling and you go huh what and so even if you don't know what's happening it's like dunk. oh I can't move that anymore oh this thing oh shit wait what oh and I can oh and I can move them around like it lets you iterate at first and you can get progressively better at that game very quickly and I find that it has such a rewarding experience to it and you also there's no parallels to Tetris out there like there's no board game Tetris. You can't you can't go play board game Tetris. That just doesn't happen. It's got a beautiful display of music. It's tense. It is one of those few things that I think can put anyone into a flow state. And I think that's one of the things that I think is important about video games is that often at least in my opinion, the best experience with a video game is when you get into the flow state and you're just you're just playing it and it is just exhilarating and you are just in it, right? And I think that Tetris is one of the games that I have seen the most people enter that state with the quickest. And I would argue even just the NES version of Tetris is a perfect one to get them playing or, or even the mm. Game Boy. But like the NES version would be perfect, right? It's simple. The rules are stripped down. Um, you've got a D-pad and two freaking buttons, you know? Like anyone can get this. And like, also, people have discovered multiple ways of playing it. So you know, yeah. So I don't know. I think Tetris for me is the one where I'd be like, I think everyone should play this because it helps show you that what games can do, like the the amount of entertainment and joy they can bring about. And also, I think it's understandable for say like sports enthusiasts because really that's kind of what it ends up becoming, right? It's like a sports game is inherently satisfying because you don't know the outcome and because there is a really fixed set of rules that you get to play within and like the enjoyment is watching someone try to master that. And so Tetris to me is a game that has parallels in some ways to games as we know them, but it's really through that video format and it's through your inputting and your control. And I think it just like stresses the brain in like a really engaging way.
0: uh. Would have never hmm, have thought yeah. of that, but you actually make quite a compelling case. Although, yeah. personally, I find I find Tetris kind of quite boring, quite dull. Yeah, but, see, but that, that's just me. You've I appreciate played a lot of a video
1: games too, right?
0: <laughs> I've played a lot of games. And remember yeah, that so thing exactly. sold the game. game. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's very true in in 1989. <laughs> Oh,
1: the the Tetris! Think about it, Nintendo Switch Online. What was the first thing that they put on? Tetris 99. Tetris 99. Tetris uh, effect. That thing is like selling VR, man. Like I, I, I'm just saying, Tetris, Tetris fucks. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like actually like my my boyfriend said that one of his friends Mm -hmm. to get into competitive Tetris Mm. for some reason. Like my boyfriend decided to coach them. So then, my boyfriend was starting like researching strategies, and he said a sequence of words that was incomprehensible to me, and I was like, "What? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly."
1: Oh, dude, I love my uh, boyfriend. Still, like, I love competitive is... Tetris. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, like it just blew my mind because I didn't even think about competitive Tetris. And I didn't even think like how deep the rabbit hole goes.
1: Listen, competitive Tetris is yeah. still creating new strategies. Like there is a brand new strategy that just came out like a few months ago that is like revolutionizing this, the times and the scores for competitive Tetris. Listen, I'm telling you, go on YouTube, watch the Tetris World Finals for each year. It doesn't matter which one. They are so fucking intense and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm done. What's the next one? Who else?
0: Yes, Paula, go on. What was your pick?
3: Okay, this is gonna be a couple. Um, uh-uh. So, as much as I would like to recommend, like my favorite game from uh, from all time, that is Majora's Mask, to be played by everyone, I understand that the three day mechanic is not accessible to everyone, and also as sandboxy as it can be, it is a little bit linear at some points, even though you can like do stuff like in different order. But, anyways, so you're, I'm like, big, sneaking two um, in there there we go. Okay.
2: the <laughs>
3: Uh, I ended up deciding for uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. They let you sell the Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, hear me out here. <laughs> like it does have like that initial learning curve, mm-hmm. though, from all the people that I've seen playing it, including my nephew, they, you can still like pick up like how to play kind of fast, especially because it has, when you enter like in tutorial mode, when mm-hmm. the game prompts you to press something. I also chose you where in the controller the button is which helps you understand faster like what are you supposed to be doing the other thing about Breath of the Wild is is very sandboxy in the sense that you can do uh, whatever you want like in there any order you want if you want to go straight to the final boss you can if you want to take the long route you can if you want to skip uh, the map with some uh, with, with with a bomb or anything you can, hmm. or if you if you want like to just even have a linear experience, if you want like to try to play it as a normal Zelda, you can act you actually can because there are like segments on, on the game that are designed in a linear way, but most people skip them because they it's like I'm just using Rivali skill and skipping like this whole mountain even though like, the pathway is set up like a very classical self-experience. And also, and this is the best part, and... I ended up deciding on this game after watching a bunch of videos. You don't even need a sword to beat the game! You could, if you so choose, you could just bury everything to Oblivion, or just grab a cube with Magnesis and kill a Lionel with Magnesis. <laughs> It is absolutely crazy, and I love it. And there's this YouTuber, Smallant, who actually... Oh, uh, that dude does some crazy shit. He went through the entire game. Mm -hmm. Through the entire fucking game. Using just steels, magnesis, crayonis, and stasis. He didn't use bombs. Damn. He didn't use weapons. He didn't use bows. There's only one... Instance in the game where the bow is required and they give it to you. (laughs) And it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And I see how my boyfriend plays. I see how my sister plays. I see how my nephew plays. And I see how I play. And we all play in a very different way. And that is just plain awesome. Like, it's been a while since I've seen a game that if you ask uh, one person and you ask 100 people... You will get 100 different stories of how they fit the game.
2: Mm. So,
3: yeah, that's why I thought that Breath of the Wild was a showcase of what a game could be.
1: I totally hear like, And I feel like I'm like, yeah, no, I'm convinced to it, But <laughs> I, I just think like, I grew up with so many hicks. And so they were in my mind when I was playing this. I was like, what's a game that I would get my fucking hick? farmer bud to play and i just can picture him picking up zelda going the fuck's with all these little fairy bars like that. i don't get it what's going on what's that thing well what's that little blue thing i can just see him getting so confused uh, but that's i feel like
0: that's maybe slightly too mechanically compact so even with the sword and everything else not needed i feel like even just the twin sticks i think anyone like not anyone but once, once you go up above 30 and 35 you just run into problems yeah i think that that's where i maybe stumble on that a little bit but i, I do love the creativity and i feel like it's mm-hmm. what's what's the game that all gamers should play i think that's without a doubt i think that that probably nails it my gut says it's probably just a bit too much to give to everybody mm-hmm. tell me if i'm wrong here
1: no that's sort of what i'm feeling a yeah. little bit but i think i would love it if everyone played it (laughs) i think yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think i'm also i think i'm a little bit in that boat where i'm like i i could see it being just a little too much for some people but
0: that's what spurred me to bring it back around to pick a 2d game where Mm -hmm. camera movement's not a thing i picked yoku's island express really okay pinball everyone fucking understands pinball yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah so most of the game is fucking pinball (laughs) you move left you move right you pinball and it's all ages. It's the most wholesome experience. I feel like you could put anyone in front of that game and they would have a good time with it.
1: That is a good game. Yeah. Really? Uh, so no, I, don't, exactly I don't really have... Okay. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, 100 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I recommend that game to anyone and everyone. It's just a joy.
1: No, oh, it is it's a great a game. Time. I do like it a lot.
0: And I haven't tried... To be fair, I should probably try that one with my dad. I think my dad could get behind that. And my, my dad's like the person I think about where it's like, give anyone this game. So I don't know if yeah. I've told this story on the podcast. We tried to get my dad to play The Hobbit, mm. the PS2 version. Yeah. And um, he couldn't get his head around moving and doing the camera at the same time. So whatever he'd do, anytime he needed to adjust the camera, he'd stop moving. And you could see like the switch flick in his head, like I'm using the right stick now. Okay. And he'd switch the camera and then he'd stop. And he'd see the switch. He'd like, okay, I'm moving again now. Like, yeah. he, he just couldn't make it happen concurrently. I feel like for Yoku, like, Left pinball, right pinball. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that's way more intuitive. I think it's a similar thing to what you're saying with Tetris, where it's something that even without instructions, if someone's just sat in a room with the game, they would make it. Work. I mean, the thing's even colour coordinated, like the left and the right are the blue and the orange.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I think it just it just works. I could
2: see that.
0: And uh, anyone who's listening who hasn't really played the game, first of all, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Second of all, uh, it's free on Twitch Prime. So <laughs> nice. anyone who's listening and has Prime download it, get on it. And you might you might have had it on PS Plus because it was a giveaway. I'm planning to replay it soon. It's why uh, it was at the forefront of my mind. Um, I was cleaning up my PS4 library and I saw it in my uh, in my PS Plus. So I was like, oh, shit, I should play that again. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Uh, we wrote down here to try to choose one of the games, but I don't know. I think we'll all just probably choose our games. So I don't know if that's very effective.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, Alex made a very compelling case with Tetris. So I kind of think, like, Tetris is timeless. At two Brutus.
1: Tetris. Two votes for Tetris. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well
0: at two Tetris. There you go. Yeah. I swear,
3: it, uh, uh, just a little shout out to anyone listening. Go watch Small Land's videos on Breath of a Wild. You're gonna have a good time with those. I yeah, uh, I recommend Small Ant
1: in general. It's a good good very very fun stuff. There's some crazy Pokemon ones too. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll
3: put
0: a link in the description down below. And when you go down to check while you're there, why don't you just click like and subscribe and ding the bell and and do all the other things while you're there, yeah? (laughs) Yeah,
2: Cheers. (laughs) And you tell
1: us, out of the three that we picked, what do you think is the one everyone should play? Oh, engagement!
0: (laughs) Oh! Oh, hell, the algorithm. Yeah,
1: why don't we move on to... (laughs) Everyone's favorite game. How long to beat the game? Rick, what are we playing this week?
0: Let's do it. Right. So, oh, actually, no, because you've just bloody played that. It's come up as Gravity Rush. That's not happening. Oh, yeah.
1: No, no, no. I just played that. So, yeah. Although, although, to be fair, I don't remember the completions at all. But,
0: all right. No, uh, no, you've done this routine. We don't believe that. No, I, I, again, we're not falling again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The game is Plants vs. Zombies.
1: We already did Plants vs. Zombies
0: holy fuck yeah we did yeah we did
1: did plans for zombies oh
0: shit why i'm glad you guys i mean if you want we can do it
1: it. i I think i got it that week
0: Uh, (laughs) oh penumbra black plague oh which i believe is one of the one of the prequels to amnesia or one of the one of the previous games from that developer
1: yeah isn't it uh black black plague yeah 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 this is one i do not know very well
0: Here's the thing.
3: Would you believe me if, if I say it's the first Wait, time I've this ever heard about all these games?
0: Penumbra. Yeah, I'm 100 percent certain. Oh, give it a Google. I'm I'm sure.
3: Uh, developer Frictional Games, yeah, yeah. Yeah. publisher Paradox Interactive. It's Frictional.
0: It is. It is. Yep. Frictional
1: Games. Cool. Yeah. Was this before Amnesia? Oh, so this is 2008. Yes. Yeah. So they made
0: oh, I, I think, think so two so. Penumbra games before they did Amnesia. It might. They might have even done a trilogy. Oh yeah, that was their second game.
1: game. Damn. Okay. And then they started I'm publishing their own sure games. I'm pretty sure I own after. it
0: okay, somewhere. Cool. But yeah, it's, I, I get very bored with those games. That's the thing. So yeah, I, I don't think I ever ended up playing it, although I do think I own it somewhere on, on some kind of... I think it was one of the DRM free games back way back when that I picked up, but I'm not sure. Uh, what I am sure of is that this is not a massively long game. Yeah. So There's I'm no playing 777. Seven.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go... Wait. Oh, from which gear is this um, it would be
0: like oh four oh five thereabouts
3: 08.
0: 08. Oh okay
3: i'm gonna try to cheese it Ooh. and i'm gonna say nine 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 and no no not nine, people. Nine, doors, <laughs> nine hours
0: although that is an excellent game
3: it is an excellent game playing on ds there's
1: that... no way this is a two-hour game it's just that's not happening i like i, know Guys, I lost the dog short, but... oh sorry <laughs>
3: I lost it, duck. I don't know where... Oh, I found it. Never mind.
0: I mean, the thing is, I know there were puzzles. Like, it's not just a walking sim. Yeah. It had the frictional thing where, like, you pull on the door to open it with the mouse. Like, you do a facsimile thing. And there were various, like, physics-based puzzle things that they did within that game. Um, I just don't think it was especially I'm, long.
1: I'm going to slightly cheese it. Uh, I'm going to say six and a half hours main. <laughs> uh, seven hours main plus... <laughs> One hundred percent seven and a half hours. Just to give some variety, you know, Rick, in case maybe it's just Again, a half with hour.
0: the half hours.
1: Hey, look, there's a lot of half hours on how long to beat. We're gonna be careful. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, <nervous>. <laughs> I just don't I Oh, I
0: saw that Paula. That's quite good. <laughs> Paula for, for the audience at home, put nine hours for everything, but put in brackets after each of the times, hours, persons, doors.
1: <laughs> nice. All right, toss what do we got here? <laughs>
0: So, the times are holy shit. It did thirty hours main. What? No, I'm. What? I, I, yeah, I, I was like, you're that. lying. I know it's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's five hours, five hours, six and a half hours. So that. Oh shit! No, 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 no that's fine. Cause no, you've all got five we all got buffer. it. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a moment. Yeah, that's three points for everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a three point day. which yeah. means nothing has changed. Uh, it is. 48 for Rick 43 points for Alex and 40 points for Paula. we are just exactly where we were at the start of the week Um, perfect alright well that's it everybody we'll see you next week next week is a very special Special episode special guest very special guest you won't want to miss it yeah you don't want to miss it (laughs) Um, alright we'll see you next week toodles
0: peace bye